0: welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Ezekiel 37, we're going to start in verse 1. It's the children of Israel have jacked things up. They've, they've disobeyed God and they are about, they're about to go off into exile and God would raise up prophets during this time. Whenever there was chaos going on, he would raise up a man of God to speak to get people back on track. And this is what's going on. This is a vision Ezekiel has. He is probably one of the most amazing artists in the word of God. He paints with colors no other artist would paint with. This guy was so vivid in the things that God would show him. In verse one, it says, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley. And it was full of, come on, full of? Then he caused me to pass by all around them and behold, there were very many in an open valley and indeed they were very dry. Dry. Bow your heads once again as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Let, let Let me just, first of all, I want you to do this. Close your eyes with me. And I want you to imagine right now, just close your eyes and imagine a bunch of bones. A valley filled with bones. And I'm not talking cow bones. I'm not talking animal bones. I'm talking human bones. A valley full of bones that are dry, disconnected, disjointed. I want you just to get a picture once you see it, just lift your hand. Just say, Pastor, I can, I can see it in my mind. You're, you, some of you are referring to horror movies that you've seen in your mind. You're going back to different, different things, Walking Dead and all this stuff. You're, you're seeing things in your mind. You're creating that picture. Now, uh, open your eyes. I want you to tell me what you felt when you saw those pictures. Despair. Sad. Death. Depression. Loneliness. Hopelessness. Dry, okay? Revival. Revival. Oh, dang, girl. That's a vision right there. Because you know the end of the story. Emptiness. I want, oh, what was that? Darkness. Darkness. I want you to see what happens. Ezekiel is a prophet, and God uses this man to come and get the nation of Israel back on track during a moral and national, national crisis. And he uses them to reroute. How many of you have GPS? And whenever you don't know where you're going, we just got back from Alabama. and there, I didn't know where I was going in, in that place, so I put in GPS. And sometimes I don't listen to what they tell me to do. Or I miss a turn. And when you miss a turn, what's it tell you? Rerouting. I want you to understand that God has also developed a GPS for your life as well. And just because you missed the turn doesn't mean that you're you're, you're not going to get to your destination. All the Holy Spirit has to do is just reroute you to get you back on track, get you back to where you're going. So if you made a wrong turn in life, you made a wrong decision, you made a you, you ended up in a place that you didn't intend to be or you intended to be, God will reroute you to get you back on track once again somebody say amen so israel is in this crisis they're go- they have blatantly disregarded well, who god is and they have turned away from the principles of god and ended up in this valley of dry bones and now what was once alive is now dead all that you see is this evidence of what used to be now if there's a bunch of dry bones what's that mean No water, it's dried out. What, what else does it mean? What is it evidence of? People. That, that there was someone there before. In order to have all these bones, there had to be someone alive in those bones before. So what was, I want you to grab grab a hold of this. Because some of you, you had a thriving business at one time. You had a thriving marriage at one time. You had a thriving family at one time. Things were great. There was love. There was forgiveness. There was hope. There was dreams. There were visions. But somewhere along the way, we used to come to church. You couldn't wait to get in the presence of God. But somewhere along the way, that thing that used to be alive is now dead and dying and it's dried up. And God places him in the middle of this valley. And some of you right now, in the valley of dry bones, you are either the voice that brings life or you are the dry bones that need life. Somebody say amen. Amen. My question to you this morning is this. Which one are you? Are you the dry bones this morning? Or are you the voice that's going to bring life? Because what was thriving is now dead. It's full of skeletons, just remnant and evidence of what used to be. Something happened. And all we have is devastation, chaos, confusion, disconnection, and uh, hopelessness, as you said. But I want you to notice something here. I want you to grab a hold of this. He is not there by accident. Look at, look at Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 says, And the hand of the Lord what came upon me in what? So did he end up there by accident? Have you ever asked God, why am I in this situation? Why is my marriage in this condition? Why is my family in this situation? You are not where you are by accident. You are there by assignment. God placed you there God put you there to bring a difference you look around your family and you're wondering man I got a jacked up family why why did why was I born into this family just because God needed you in that family see God gave his hardest assignment to one of his most powerful prophets He places Ezekiel in a hopeless situation. I don't know about you, but I want to be in that place that I can make the biggest difference. Don't place me in a place of comfort. Don't place me in a place where I can't touch anything. I want to be in a place where I can bring change. I want to be in a place where there's hopelessness, where I can bring hope, where there's death so I can bring life. Place me in a place where I can bring hope to someone that doesn't have hope. I want to bring a difference. I want to make a change. God places him, sets him in that valley. I want you to understand you are where you're at because God placed you there to make a difference. Stop complaining about being there. Recognize that you're there to bring a difference because God said there's only one man for this job. There's only one woman for this job. So he chose him to put him there. You're where you're at because God needed you there. Come on, say it, say amen, folks. Come on. Now listen, this hour thing I think has thrown some of y'all off because some of you guys are still, still out. So come back. No, don't come back in an hour. Because I'll be home. Verse thirty, verse three of chapter thirty-seven. I'm going to take you somewhere on this, okay? So I want to talk to you this morning on this. He says this in verse three and four, and he said to me, "Son of man, can these bones live?" That that that's a trip. God's asking Ezekiel, "Can these bones live?" What kind of question is that? See, I love when God asks a question that only God knows the answer to. There's such devastation, and then God asks him this question. I want you to recognize what God is doing is God is inviting Ezekiel to be part of a miracle. He's inviting Ezekiel to take part in something that's going to bring transformation. So when you're in the middle of hopelessness and God's spirit drops upon you and says something to you, God is not saying it to bring judgment. God's saying it to bring an invitation so that you can make a difference in that situation. Can these bones live? And I, I love this. He doesn't ask them for an assessment. L- listen, church people, especially religious folk. Well, uh, these bones are really scattered. Uh, they're really messed up. I, I don't know. Can these bones live, you know, based on the condition of the skeletal structure and the amount of years it's been exposed to the sun. I don't think the, the moisture would be able to be restored to it. And You know, uh, that, that looks like a child's skull. This is a Child leg, they're they're, they're too far apart. I don't know. Based on the current uh, physiological situations that are going on here, I don't think it's possible for these things to... He didn't ask for a commentary on the bones. He didn't even ask for a judgment of how it happened. It's their own fault. If they had obeyed God, they wouldn't be in the situation. What's going in my mind right now is I'm trying to, trying to keep it from coming out right now. God didn't ask him for a critique on their condition. And many times in our lives when God gives you a word to speak life to someone around you, what we want to do is we want to reprimand someone before we bring life. And God didn't call us to reprimand them. He called us to speak life to them. Oh, come on. Somebody say amen. See, I want to know right now. Do you believe that it can live? Your, your life may be dried out. Your marriage may be dried out. Your kids might be dried out. Your dreams might be dried out. Your walk with God might be dried. But I want to know, can your marriage live? Can your children live? Can your business live? Can your finances live? Can your dreams live? Can your sobriety live? Can your purpose live? Can your family live? I want to know, can you live? I don't know if you're catching this this morning. Surrounded by devastation, God says this. Preacher, prophet, revive. Revive these bones. Look at the condition and speak life to them. And he gives them the invitation. I want you to see this. And I got to go quickly on this because I'm I'm taking too much time here. Okay? In fact, uh, you know, uh, Omaha, if you do me a favor, bro, if you could just come up and play, it'll kind of keep me... On a little flow this morning, all right? Do a little humming this morning. Ezekiel 37, verse 3 and 4 says, Again he said to me, notice this, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Notice what the first thing I want you to notice when you're going to bring life, revive life, revive people is what I'm telling you this morning. We're talking about reviving people, people around you that you've given up hope on. I'm here to tell you, don't give up hope on any person because God didn't give up hope on you. Man. There's some of us that are like, man, we're just going to forget that person. I'm going to write them off. There's no way. We're talking dry bones. At least those people have a pulse. They got skin. They got skin. They got hope. Here. He says, prophesy. Everyone say prophesy. In other words, he says, create a new atmosphere. If you want to change anything in the world, you got to change the atmosphere before you change our condition. You got to change the atmosphere. He says, prophesy. Prophesy means to speak a specific thing that will happen in the future. It's creating a new climate an atmosphere, it's bringing hope. I love what Chris Valentin said. He said that prophecy, when you prophesy, it foretells and foretells. Forth tells it tells the future. Hey, someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, man, you're 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 going to get even huger than you are right now." That that's a that's a prophecy. It's just it's already there. It's, it's the foundation. It's going to get bigger, and your biceps are going to get huge. And, and you know that, that's a prophecy. All of a sudden, it happens. Everyone's like, "Wow, God is so good." But there there's a, that's foretelling. Foretelling creates the future. Foretelling has the way, Paul, you're going to look like him. You're going to get rocked. You're going to be huge. You're going to be amazing. Your biceps are going to be... That's foretelling. What it does, when you foretell to someone and you speak life to someone, what it does is it unlocks possibility. And things they didn't think that they could do before, they begin to think, man, maybe I am. Maybe I can get... Maybe I... Maybe I can get to that place in my life. that All of a sudden, it begins to get you to think in another level. Then what prophecy does, it unlocks your potential. Many of us are too busy complaining about our circumstance instead of speaking to it. He says, God is telling him, quit complaining about your surroundings and prophesy to it. I want you to prophesy. See, prophesying is different than speaking. Prophesying is speaking with purpose. Some of you speak to your situations, but you keep agreeing with your situation. And God says I want you to prophesy. Jesus, I want you to create a new future. I want you to create a new reality. I want you to get the old negative words out of your mouth and I want you to look at your situation and start speaking life. I want you to speak a new future, a new reality, a new identity, a new breakthrough. I want you to speak something new. So he says, I want you to prophesy. Everyone say prophesy. Prophesy is speaking what God thinks, not what you think. That's the difference. Then he says this in verse four. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say, say to them. He tells them what to say. See, the problem is, if you don't read the word of God, you don't know what to speak to your situation. And if all you're listening to is is the 50 cent Tupac and so forth, you can tell my what age and uh, what era I came from. And if that's all you're speaking to your situation, that's what you're going to end up with. But when you know the word of God, instead of just the lyrics to a rap song, you have power now to an authority to speak to a situation. There's times I wish I would save certain messages for a certain time because I just don't feel like we're, we're. I feel like I'm struggling to connect with you on this this morning. The second thing we have to do is we have to speak God's word. He said, stop saying silent about what's happening around you. We got to start speaking to things that are out of place. That when you walk into a climate, you walk into a situation, it's not okay to have dry bones in a marriage. It's not okay to have dry bones in your family. It's not okay for you to be riddled with sickness when God's giving you the keys to health. It's not okay to be broke when God wants you to be blessed. You're not hearing me this morning. It's not okay to find yourself in depression when God wants you to be free. Dry bones of addiction don't belong. Prophesy, speak to it. And I want you not just to speak, I want you to say what I tell you to say to it. I want you to speak life. I see, in other words, I want you to be a voice, not an echo. I want you to be a voice. Too many of us are echoing what other people have said. Hey, a pastor said this. You know, T.D. Jake said that. You know, Stephen Furtick said this. And we're all talking about what other people have said, but you don't have a clue what it is for you. Stop being an echo and start being a voice. Start speaking. And the, he, Notice he says, say. Everyone say. Say. He tells him prophesy then say he tells him say no he doesn't say pray say saying is a command saying is a demand praying is oh god would you please saying is decreeing declaring you got to stop praying for for things that god already determined that you had the right to Sometimes the most unspiritual thing we can do is pray. You're busy praying when God says, "Stop praying and start saying. Declare it. Speak it. Stop asking for it and decree it. Stop ab- begging for it and decree it. Stop, stop crying out for it and speak it. Stop being an echo and start being a voice. Notice this: Psalms thirty-three, six. By the word of the Lord. By the what? By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. See, the moment God said, let there be. Let there be. The moment he said that, the universe created. Scientists say the universe is still expanding. Did you catch that? The world is, the, the, the universe is still responding to the voice of God. And some of you right now, things you said in the past... Those things are still responding. That's why we got to break the words that have been spoken over you. Because no matter how old you... I, I just dealt with someone just recently that was still dealing with something their parents said to them. When they were kids, this person's 45 years old now. And still struggling with the echo of mom and dad. Listen very closely. Your world is shaped... By your words, not your wishes. That's a tweetable moment. Your world's not formed by your wishes, it's formed by your words. The environment that you create by the words that you speak. Matthew 17, 20 says, and he told them it was because of your lack of faith. And I promise you, if you have the faith inside of you no bigger than the size of a mustard seed, you can say, everyone say, say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there and you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do. What what, what am I telling you right now? If something's not moving in your life, it's because someone's not saying anything. You want something to move, start speaking it. Joseph said it, and it moved his dream into into motion. Jesus said it, it moved his dream into motion. I want you to understand this as I close this morning. Ezekiel 37, verse 7. So what's he do after all of this? He says, so I prophesied. Get this picture. Valley, dry bones. He's in the middle of this thing. And God says, I want you to speak to these bones. Dude, these bones have no ears. I can hear you. some of you parents right now. My, my kid's all messed up. We'll just speak to them. They won't listen to me. These dry bones have no ears. But the word of God is so powerful... It has the ability to go past. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing down to the marrow of the bone. It resonates to the very bone. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and subtly a rattling. And they came together bone to bone. Dude, I don't know about you, but at that point, I'm out. I'm just telling you. I'm standing in the middle of a valley of dry bones, and all of a sudden these things start shaking. And then all of a sudden the hip bones connected to the thigh bone, thigh bones collect. And they start coming together, and then you start getting, you start ending up with thriller at that point. I, I would have just freaked out. The Bible says that. The bones come up. And what's the last thing I want you to notice this morning is don't give up. Don't give up. Even when it makes no sense. Even when the bones have no ears. Even when what you're speaking to doesn't look like it's going to respond, speak. Even when it seems like there's no hope, speak. Speak. Even when it seems like there's no way this can come about, do what God told you to do. Even when it seems like there's no direction. When your situation makes no sense, speak. When your situation seems impossible, speak. When it seems like there's no hope or no way out, I want you to declare the voice of God over your situation and then let God take care of the results. Come on, somebody say amen. You might look foolish right now, speaking over a dried-up marriage, dried-up finances, dried-up business, dried-up church. But Noah had to look pretty silly, too, building an ark 300 miles away from the nearest ocean. Sometimes obedience looks silly. But if you do what God says... What am I saying is that there's people waiting on you to act. There's people waiting for their disconnect to come together. They're waiting for your voice to bring their marriage, their family, their spiritual lives together. Well, somebody got to hear me this morning. There was a noise. Everyone say noise. There was a rattling and then a coming together. Do not mistake progress for a rival. Many times we look at how far we came. Man, look Look at where I was. Look how far I've come so far. And look at this. This is amazing. And I see this a lot with men. Because this is the standard of God. And then we fall. Deprived nature. Then all of a sudden we accept Christ and we start transforming our lives. Wow, look how far I've come, man. Whew. Look at that. I used to be way down here. It's to be way down here. Now I'm all the way up here. Now remember, this was God's standard, though. This is where I'm at. I used to sleep with every woman I could find. I would hit up every honey. I would connect with them. Say, girl, what's up? You know, we know what would look good on you, me. And so we would be, and just whatever you could, all this, all this stuff about just connect. I, I, I would just, just, just connect with the ladies and everything. Now you get saved. Now you're married. And all you do now is just check out other women. Get hit by your wife. What are you looking at her for? Hey, babe, but I go home with you. Look at how far I came. Look what I used to do. You're looking at the wrong thing, you're looking at your progress, not looking at the standard. The difference between the standard and your progress is called a blind spot, and we have these blind spots in our character. And you need someone that loves you enough to point out the blind spot and say, "You know what? You're you're not all that. You're, you're not. You haven't got there yet." So indeed, as I looked and I saw the sinew and flesh come upon them, progress. Then skin covered over them, but there was no breath in them. Man, they look good. They had all the form, but they had no function. Some of y'all, you look good in your marriage, but it's filled with dry bones. You have a good fa- look, family, looks great, but it's, there's no breath inside. I came here this morning to speak life yeah. to you. I don't want another marriage, another family, another dream, another business, another uh, another nonprofit, another breakthrough. I don't want another thing stolen from this family that God has intended for your life. I want to speak life to those things right now. It might look over, but it's not. It might look like things are falling apart, but they're not falling apart. They're coming together. Stand with me right now. I want you to see this as we close. Verse 11. Write these down because I, I preach this passage so many times. The fact that there was no breath in them was the problem. And I have preached this so many times and I never get to this scripture. And this morning I have to get to the scripture. Verse 11 says this. And he said to me, son of man, these are the... the, the These bones are the whole house of Israel. Now, you're like, that's Israel, Pastor. What about us? The Bible says that if you believe in Christ, then you are heirs of Abraham, that that you are seeds of Abraham and heirs according to his promise. Which means this, is that whatever promise God gave to Abraham and Israel, they're ours. So when he speaks of Israel, he also speaks of his church. So what he's saying, son of man, these are the bones of the whole house of CWC. They indeed say, these, our bones are dried. There's some of you right now that are feeling dried. Our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. But then he says in verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus say the Lord God, and I say to you this morning, Behold, O my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come up from your grave and bring you into the land of Israel, the land of promise, and you shall know that I am the Lord God when I have opened your graves, O oh my people, and brought you up from your grave. And I will put my spirit, so and say my spirit, my spirit into you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. He's saying, revive. Come alive two things I want to do right now, maybe three. First thing I want to do is this. You're here right now, and your, your walk with God isn't where it needs to be. I mean, you, you have the form. You're like that body. You're laying there. It's a great miracle that you're here. You were disconnected, disjointed. You came together, but you have no breath in you. You know religion, but you don't know relationship. I want to pray for you. I want to introduce you to Jesus today, number one. If that's you, just where you're at, lift your hands. Say, Pastor, I'm ready to start playing this church game, and I want to walk into a relationship with God. Right, right where you are, that's you, just lift your hand. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Hands going up all over. Thank you. Thank you. Secondly, second question or thing I want you to understand is this. There is something that we believe here at CWC called the Holy Spirit. We we believe in the Holy Spirit of the book of Acts. We believe that God doesn't just, when you get saved, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. But then there's another level of experience called the infilling of the Holy Spirit that the disciples received in the upper room. I'm here to tell you that God wants to not just live in you. He wants to fill you. He wants to fill you up. He says, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. and You will become my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. In other words, in San Jose, in California, in the United States, and then to the uttermost parts of the world. He's talking about steps, but it has to start at home first. I want you to be filled. How how many have ever seen or heard of someone being demon-possessed? Right? So you go to the movies to check that stuff out, too. You pay to see someone demon-possessed. Don't look at me like that. You know, exorcists and all that stuff. Y'all, head turning all the way around and stuff like that. We're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. We can believe someone to be demon-possessed, but when's the last time you've seen someone God-possessed? Oh, listen to me. Man, I want to become God possessed. I want to. I want my head to spin around. I, I want. Just kidding. I don't want to freak you out. I want to be, I, I want to be possessed by God. I want to be full, so filled with God. I want you to be filled with God too. I want the presence of God to fill you. You see, many of us, when we just accept Christ, you you have the presence of God dwelling with you. But then you're still in survival mode trying to get through life. The infilling gives you the power to live at a higher level. It doesn't make that person better than you. It just makes sure that you are now operating not on your ability, but on God's ability. And I want that so much for you. This morning, we're going we're gonna to take time at the altar. We're just going to open these altars up. I'm going to pray with you as Troy sings. We're going to open up the altars. And I just want you to seek God. I just want you to seek the presence of God. And you right now might be tripping out and say, Pastor, I know about them crazy churches. And you'll be doing backflips and you know speaking like crazy and all that. Listen, all the whatever abuses, whatever things that have, that have turned you off, don't let it turn you off on who Jesus is or who the Holy Spirit is. Don't let those things distract you. And the last thing is that many of you are, you're either the voice in the valley or you're the dry bones, right? For those of you that are the voice, we're going to write down our 10 most wanted. We're going to identify. In business, you do this all the time. Tell tell me who are the people that we could could benefit from the service. We're going to figure out who can benefit from this service of God. You're going to identify 10 people who are dry bones. That need God to move in their life. We're going to write them down. You're going to pray over them. You're going to believe. And over the next six to eight weeks... On Easter Sunday, we're going to believe that to be our revived Sunday that we see these people come in and we see them come to know Jesus. You get them here. I'll share a gospel message and we'll see them come to Christ. You get them here. You get them here. I promise I will not embarrass you. God will not let you down. But let's identify, we got to start praying for those bones. Pastor, that person will never come. Some of you are thinking, I can't put that person down because that person will never come. That's the person I want number one on your list. I want the person that you think would never come to Christ. I want that to be number one on your, because we're going to speak to the dry bones right now. Come on, somebody. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.